Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Brewing, CISFA. What's Brewing, CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community College's Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-22 CISFA as president. As this will be a short show, I've given Dana the uh, show off today. We'll have her back on the Friday show. Otherwise, let's just get this show going. to another episode of What's Brewing, Sisva. Let's go ahead and get the show started with our first and maybe only cup. Fill it up. So, as I said, uh, I've given Dana the time off to do some work work, and I'm squeezing this in between a bunch of meetings. So we're going to do the news today, but there's not a whole lot of news. So let's get right to it. First and foremost, something uh, a lot of my counterparts use across uh, the U.S. really, uh, put together by Cheryl Foster and the folks at NASFA, is the tax transcript decoder. So this is a nice little thing to compare 2020 tax returns, which is what we're using for the FAFSA that just came out a few days ago for next fall, with the FAFSA. Because there's a lot of questions on the FAFSA that ask about income and income-related items. But it's always it's not always that easy to figure out exactly what's needed. So this is a nice little PDF download available from NASFA. I don't know if you have to be a member. That I'm not 100% sure. But it will help you, guide you through all the questions on the FAFSA. And we're on a 1040 or a schedule for the 1040, you'll find the information. So this just came out handy for all the professionals out there that might need to verify something or confirm that a student's reporting it correctly. It's a nice color-coded guide for you. I'll have a link to the PDF at NASFA website in our show notes. Also from NASFA, just a notice here that they're given to us to remind everyone that federal student aid is put out an alert to aid administrators to look out for potential inaccurate $1 adjusted gross incomes coming up on the 2022-23 FAFSAs. And to use professional judgment for applicants impacted by the American Rescue Plan. So two different things here. And what it is is apparently... Something in the IRS data retrieval tool when transferring information may inaccurately and incorrectly report an adjusted gross income of a dollar for some people. So this is something apparently tied in with the non-filer portal of the IRS. And so sometimes we'll get inaccurate information. As such, it'll throw off calculation for expected family contribution and all. So... The notice from the feds recommends aid administrators identify all the instances of these dollar AGIs and follow up with applicants to resolve the issues as needed. In a separate notice, FSA issued a warning about potential issues for 2022-23 FAFSA filers 
that derives from unemployment benefits made non-taxable by the American Rescue Plan. FSA says it expects to see an issue with aid eligibility determination for some filers as well as income-driven repayment applicants for those with loan amounts based, loan payment amounts, I should say, based on 2020 tax info. So those who received unemployment benefits in 2020 and filed taxes prior to March 11th of this year, when that American Relief Plan, Rescue Plan Act was signed, will have a higher adjusted gross income on their original tax records than those who filed afterwards. The notice from Federal Student encourages administrators to work with impacted applicants who filed their taxes early to use professional judgment to adjust the student's or the applicant's adjusted gross income as needed. One last free uh, notice for our friends at NASFA. They are just putting out the clarion call here that they have the open call that off the cuff, their podcast is looking for members who have something to share on the show. So as they're gearing up for another season here, of which they have 250,000 downloads, they're a little ahead of us by about 240,000 some downloads. So as they're revamping parts of their format to highlight more exciting initiatives and programs, they say here, they want to hear from us. So if you're interested in being on the podcast and have a topic, a new program, or questions or struggles, they want to hear from you. I'll have the link to their online feedback form in our show notes. Switching over to federal student aid people, our friends at the Fed, they've got a couple announcements here. So the COD system operational update here uh, in regarding to reporting deadlines and reminders for CARES Act relief and R2T4. So this was a notice that just went out. Well, this one went out a while ago, but there was an update here to an announcement from January to reflect an extension to the deadline for schools to add what we call the coronavirus indicator for disbursements of Title IV funds for the 2020-21 award year, the year that just had ended. So that deadline was now moved up to September 30th, 2022. And this is an update from originally back in July of this year, was updated to expand a valid date range for the payment period and such. Um, Previously, that ended on June 30th, and that also, um, following the system update, that coronavirus indicator will be accepted when the payment period start date is a date inclusive of or between January 1 of 2018 and July 1 of 2022. So a lot of detail here. But important things because it's expanding some processing time for some of us on these things related to the pandemic where we may be, you know, helping our students out in these return to Title IV issues. So I had another update from FSA, but I noticed it's the same thing I talked about from NASFA. So I get to skip one for you. And move on to something else here that... Just a week ago, 
Fiscal year 2018 official cohort default rates were distributed to schools. So federal student aid on Monday, September 27th, distributed the official cohort cohort default rates or CDRs to all eligible domestic and foreign schools. The rates will be publicly released on Wednesday, September 29th, so they're already out there. And in the announcement, information about distribution of official rates and begin dates for appealing these um, is included. So this is information. Cohort default rates are basically a, a measure of the number of students within a cohort that have defaulted on their federal direct student loans. Usually it's a what we call a three-year cycle. It's a once students enter repayment within a given year, they become part of that cohort. And from there then they're tracked for two years to see if they're uh, making repayment and or delinquent or default. <clears throat> and then within a year after that, there is usually time where we get a unofficial or draft rate. And from there, edits may be done. Things may be corrected as far as student status. If they went right back to school, they weren't in their repayment. Uh, you know, a number of errors that could be fixed. Clerical errors, we'll say. And then, again, come September every year, that official default rate goes out there. Now, you know, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, a lot of people have not been in repayment. You know, so the government did put out there for a period of time and still has put off repayment for most students. But once they get ready back into payment, we'll have new cohorts. And so we may see our rates, which seem a little art artificially low right now, jump up thereafter. So if you want some more information on this, I'll give you the link to the FSA Partners website that talks more about this release of the official rates. We just got a couple more stories here. One more comes from Money Magazine and their online uh, version here. And this was put out just on the 1st of October. So the title is correct. The FAFSA opens today. What families need to know about applying for federal student aid. What I find funny is the graphic they use is this little like desk calendar Top of it says FAFSA. Below it says October, like on a little flip chart thing. And then 01 for the first. But the, the last one, which normally would say like ST for first, 01 ST, the first. It has TH. So it's like they someone forgot to flip the TH as in the 30th. So it's a kind of a funny graphic on the page. But it talks about, again, you know, the FAFSA for the 2022-23 cycle just launched on October 1st. So we do have students, even at our college here, LA Mission, completing their FAFSA for the current year, 2021-22, and hopefully getting ahead of the game for 2022-23. The article from Money Magazine talks mostly about, you know, why you should do it why you should get on the FAFSA early. Things about, uh, two of the things we've talked about quite a bit on the show, 
that there are still questions regarding selective service and drug convictions, but they're no longer being used in eligibility and a few other things. So it puts out the word to encourage students. So I'm happy with the article. I'll give you a direct link to the money.com article in our show notes. And as I said, today's a short day. The last thing we haven't done for quite a while, training. We just got the calendar from CASFA of all the training for the month of October. And there's a lot out there. So I'll include a, a direct link to the PDF that they put out. Well, let's go through a couple things that are going on out there. There is some new aid administrator training on need analysis being offered by NASFA this week on the 7th. That's an 11 a.m. webinar. Definitely worth checking out. California Student Aid Commission on October 8th, this Friday, has uh, a session on programs for foster youth. So certainly uh, if you need to know more about what's available for foster youth, in particular Cal Grants, Chafee Grants, and more, check that out. That's coming up on this Friday. So an interesting one because, you know, with uh, verification being put on hold for this year, WASFA, our Western Association, has a session on to verify or not to verify. What exactly is the question? This is coming up on October 13th at 11 a.m. It's an in-depth look into the newly given flexibilities regarding verification. And we'll dive into whether or not you still want to do some or, you know, specific targeted verification where there still may be some question about validity of data. One last one we'll pull here from the list. We've got still nudging uh, coming from uh, uh, one of our uh, people out here from Inceptia. Still nudging, helping students make optimal choices. Offered October 19th at 11 a.m. Most of these are morning, so you can get them in before you go to lunch. And this is based on a newly updated book called Nudge, the Final Edition. So definitely worthwhile looking into this. Inceptia has done a number of trainings on nudging. You know, it's a whole idea and thought process to reminding students or anyone to get through a process. You know, little nudges along the way to help them out. Well, like I said, this is a short news day because there's not a whole lot of news out there for one. Um, And also I'm booked up for the rest of the day from here until who knows what o'clock later in the night. So no I dare you twos for anyone today. We'll definitely have some I dare you twos to challenge your thinking and more come this Friday. I want to thank you for joining us today on the show. And of course, hope you'll tune in to future episodes. If you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss, email us at wbcsfa at gmail.com. You can find this and all What's Brewing CISFA podcasts on Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app on your Amazon Echo by using Alexa. 
What's Brewing Cisfa is a production of Studio 1051, a creative collaboration of me and Dana. This has been episode number 129, recorded Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Have a great day, everyone, and have a great week.